0: Mistaken as a staff member. Jenny was pushing a shopping cart through the grocery store wearing a bright orange hoodie that said Alcatraz Psycho Ward in big black letters on the back and smaller letters on the front. As she was picking up
1: breakfast cereals for her family she heard someone call out. Excuse me. I turn around and see a middle-aged man behind me. I thought I was in his way so I moved back to my cart and carried on walking.
2: Excuse me. That wasn't very professional, was it? Pardon me? Well, I need help and you just walked off.
1: Sorry, I didn't know.
2: Where can I find tea bags?
1: I can't help you, I don't work in this store.
2: Yes, you do. You're in uniform.
1: This is most certainly not a uniform. Meanwhile, my partner has gone to find a staff member. They return not a minute too soon because this is causing the onset of an anxiety attack. This man still didn't believe that I wasn't a staff member even after an actual staff member in an actual uniform with a name tag told him that I wasn't a staff member and that the store was not the psycho ward in Alcatraz.
0: Nail salon owner tries to argue with me over negative review.
1: I just experienced the worst customer service ever. I need to rant. I am shocked at the terrible customer service I received from a nail salon owner. There are so many wrongdoings on his part in this story. Buckle up, you're in for a ride. I want to state why I wrote a negative review in the first place. First off, the lady who did my pedicure was very rough and left cuts all around my toenails. I still intended to tip her for the service just not as much as I had originally planned before going in second off, and most importantly, the owner was very rude to me and made me so uncomfortable. I had scheduled the appointment with my friend to get two pedicures and two fills. At the end of the appointment my friend was finished up five minutes before me. The lady who rung her up let her pay and tip with her credit card. So once it was time for me to get rung up the male owner rings me up instead of the woman who rung my friend up. Can I put the tip on my card too please? Who let her do that? That's not allowed. Never mind, I'll tip with Venmo instead. He runs my card to pay for the service and hands me a receipt. He then shows me a QR code to scan on Venmo to be able to tip the girls who did my fill and pedicure. The QR code wouldn't scan for some reason. The QR code isn't working, can I have their username so I could just type it in?
2: Once you scan it their username will pop up.
1: I was trying to explain to him that if he knew the username I could type it in without having to scan it. Eventually after about 5 minutes of the QR code not working, the owner finally pulls up his own Venmo to give us the username to type in. While I'm typing in the username and the amount to tip the girls, the owner makes a remark.
2: I'm going to the back. You're not going to run off, right?
1: Right away me and my friend looked at each other like what the heck. He walked away before I could say anything but everyone in the salon had heard what he said and were looking at me at that point. I finished sending my tip through Venmo and then walked out feeling very embarrassed and uncomfortable. Him making that comment towards me after I had already paid for the service and was just trying to tip the girls was very rude and made me feel like he was trying to call me a criminal. So, after that experience I left the salon a two-star review. I mentioned how I was removing stars due to my painful pedicure and the owner's comment he made about me running off even though I had already paid. I did state in my review that I was leaving two stars because the woman who did my fill did a pretty good job. Thus, my review wasn't all bad. Then today I got a notification that the owner who had rang me up and made the comment towards me had actually responded to my review. When I read his response I was so mad. This is exactly what he said in his response to my negative review.
2: Why are you upset and why did you give us a fake review? If you don't like the service why did you still tip those people? What you said it doesn't make sense. The reason why your friend could add a tip on card is because she was rung up by the manager. I helped you on Venmo and you did not thank me. Plus you go here and leave us a bad review. If you're upset come talk to me and remove this review.
1: Instead of removing the review, I updated the review to a one star review instead of a two star review. In my update, I responded to his comment and asked, if the manager can add a tip to the card, why can't the owner? I also explained how those ladies deserve every tip they get and that the real problem is the owner's comment and him making me feel like crap. Instead of trying to fix the problem, he argued with me and accused me of writing a fake review. After I updated my review, I then received a private message from the owner.
2: Don't you have a better thing to do with your life? You are crazy."
1: I didn't respond to the message and only took a screenshot of it. I can't believe a business owner would act that way towards a paying customer. I'm 20 weeks pregnant at the moment and when I go to the nail salon it's to feel pampered, not to feel uncomfortable and like I'm being accused of something. I also own a small business myself and would never handle a customer's complaint the way this nail salon owner did. I don't even know what to do next because I am so shocked at how I have been treated by this man. A part of me wants to post another update on the review and post the screenshot of the message he sent me. However, another part of me just wants to let it go because I realize he probably won't stop trying to argue with me. And just to add some icing on the cake, not only did he private message me but he also reacted to my review and found it funny on Yelp. So now when you look at my review on Yelp it says someone found this review funny underneath. How unprofessional is that? Anyways I just need to rant and let this out of my system. This is the worst customer service I have ever received.
0: This is false advertising. Jenny works in the windows department of a large department store. A customer has made her way over to the clearance section of their window coverings. She scanned the shelves for a bit until bringing over about six of a specific type of curtain. Jenny begins to ring them.
3: Whoa, your system is wrong. Those are supposed to be $30 each.
1: Why are they ringing up as $60? There was a sale sign. I can go check that sign with you if you'd like so we can make sure they aren't ringing incorrectly. Yes. I'll show you. We made our way over to the sale sign. It simply stated sale with a list of three different styles of curtains reduced to thirty dollars. I see the confusion. This sale only applies to these three styles. The one you picked is a different style. I want a manager, now. I radioed my manager over. As soon as he arrived she started to yell. This is false advertising. Do
3: you see this? This is ridiculous. I want these reduced to $30 as you are all trying to trick me into getting attached to this
1: curtain and then selling it for more money." He stared in astonishment before gathering his composure.
2: Ma'am, this is not false advertising. It is clearly listed on the sign which items are discounted to $30, and I know for a fact that the one you picked out is discounted as well. That is a $150 curtain you have in your hands that is now reduced to $60. It is simply not listed on the sign. False advertising would imply that the sign is presenting false information which it is not.
1: She ended up just throwing the stuff on the ground and storming out. My manager was defeated and walked away to the back of the store.
0: Well it is official, I am getting out.
1: I put in my notice today for my call center job for a large American cell phone company for over 5 years. When Covid started they shipped us all home permanently, and since then I have been working my butt off for them. Part of being in escalations, I also handle consults for frontline reps, when they do not have a supervisor to answer their questions. The biggest note here is if they call the escalation queue, I am required to take over the call as my numbers are now attached. There is a second queue called General Help for the consults, which do not affect my numbers when they call in. If someone uses the Escalation queue for a consult, regardless of the call, I am required to take over. Thank you for calling, this is Jenny with the Escalation team. Can I have your name, please?
2: Hi, my supervisor is out, and I need an approval for this customer. Her services were turned off even when she had a promise to pay on her account.
1: You have called Escalations, not General Help. I can assist the customer but because my numbers are now attached, I need to take over the call.
2: No, I am not doing that, I just need her services turned back on.
1: Which I can do, but once again, per policy I am required to take over because you called the wrong queue.
2: Are you serious? I can't believe they have such dumb people working in your position. I will be emailing your supervisor about you refusing to help me.
1: What the hell man? I am just doing my job.
2: And now you swear at me. You are done, sir.
1: After this call I get pulled into a meeting with my supervisor and senior manager.
4: An HR complaint was filed against you for swearing at a fellow employee. Using the word, hell, is against code of conduct and HR is gonna have to do a full investigation about this.
1: I have never in the five years I have worked for this company ever had any HR actions against me, I am always meeting or exceeding targets in both customer service and sales, and have even held actual supervisor positions with glowing reviews from senior management.
4: We're putting you on a written warning, which means you don't get a yearly raise, or bonus, and you are unable to apply for new positions until next year.
1: After that I had a mental breakdown and took two months off with doctor's orders. The two months I was off were beneficial and I was looking forward to coming back and talking with people again. My first day back I get a private message from my supervisor.
2: Hey, Michelle wants to meet with us.
1: Why? I just got back and haven't started taking calls yet. Why would she need to talk to me?
0: Not sure.
1: I go to the meeting with the senior manager and here is how it went. Hi Jenny. Thanks for coming.
4: Sure. So, I am just going to jump right to the chase. And I hate to bring bad news right after you getting back from leave. What do you mean bad news? When you are on corrective action, you are not allowed to be in escalations. Because of which we are going to have to transition you back to frontline. Why? Because it is company policy.
1: It was company policy for me to take over the call that got me into this mess. But you all didn't seem to care about that.
4: I am sorry it came to this.
1: I get somewhat emotional and get really quiet. You look like you want to say something. I do, but I am already on one corrective action, and if I say what I want to, I am gonna get another one. After that, I spent the time that I was supposed to be using on internal training to apply for other jobs. I put five years of service into this company and I personally know multiple people who have said ruder things to customers and got less of a punishment. As of today I was given an offer and start with a new, non-call center job on Monday that pays more and gives better benefits. When they realize it's not our fault
2: This past Friday, I was working an opening shift. This particular morning, we were dealing with an influx of large timed orders that had to go out in the early hours of the shift. My store is generally pretty busy, but during the day it's normally only two drivers until around 3 p.m. This time it was me and one other driver. It didn't take long to realize we would be in over our heads this day. After the first timed order, which was delivered right at open, I had the pleasure of having to deliver one particularly large order to a business on the edge of the area. This order consisted of 14 pizzas and an order of every flavor of chicken wing we had. It's important to note that these pizzas were all rather complex. We'd have two super supremes, minus mushrooms and peppers, then two regular meat lovers, then two more only without bacon, and so on. By the time the pizzas came out and I was getting ready to take the order, I realized that I was one pizza short. Great. Well, as my luck would have it, none of the pizzas were labeled. Since the pizzas were so complex, it took a while to determine exactly which pizza was missing. By the time we figured it out and had the pizza made, the order was already 15 minutes past due. And I hadn't even left yet. Order total was about $250, no pre-tip. The customer was located in an area with a bunch of industries. I called her so I could figure out where to meet. Hi, this is Joe. I'll be delivering your pizzas. Where exactly should we meet?
3: Great, so my guys only have a 30-minute lunch, they're due back by 12.30 and you're just now leaving the store?
2: I genuinely felt bad for her and could sympathize with her frustration, but at the same time I couldn't help but feel annoyed. So great, I get stuck with this order while the other driver is off taking doubles to help stay caught up, and I'm likely going to leave with a stiff. To make matters worse, this delivery was over the tracks which at the time had a train parked there, adding an extra five minutes to an already late delivery. I tried to be hasty and get the order there within a timely manner, but I could only do so much. Once I arrived, it was already nearly 12.30, and needless to say, the woman was mad. The entire time I was unloading the food, she was going on about how bad the situation.
3: This is terrible, my staff won't have time to eat some of these pizzas aren't even hot. Your manager promised lunch would be on time. I'll be calling your corporate offices to complain. I doubt I'll ever take a chance with you guys again."
2: Meanwhile I'm trying my best to remain sympathetic and calm. I've noticed most times, in situations like this, at least acting like I side with the customer makes it so at least some of the anger isn't directed toward me specifically. This time, it seemed to work well. Very well, in fact.
3: So, I want to make sure, if I give you a tip, is it to you or is it shared with the rest of the crew?
2: Drivers keep all their tips.
3: Okay, good. I know this wasn't your fault, so I want to make sure this isn't shared with anyone.
2: I left happily with a $45 tip.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the stories in this episode. Share your favorite story with your friends.